Hello, everyone in the HR world and beyond. This is Ricky Baez, co-host of the HR Talk podcast. But you knew that already. I don't got to tell you. I'm coming to you from the A1A Beachfront Studios in beautiful, sunny Orlando, Florida. Actually, it's not that sunny. It's 1048 at night on a Wednesday. It's sunny somewhere, though. Boy, let me tell you, things are changing in this platform. Let me lower the music real quick. Um, Man, let me tell you, we got some amazing feedback from that last show (laughs) where uh, JC, intern Dave, and I had a really in-depth conversation about the direction of the show and where where the uh, show is going. Um, And one of those things that we talked about, which, to be honest, is something JC and I have been working on for the past couple of months. And I'm glad uh, Dave brought up the the information or the questions on the last flagship show. Um, And one of those things that we're doing is the Facebook Live events, um, which that that happened tonight, uh, which you're going to hear here in just a bit. Um, It's uh, we have done Facebook Live events in the past, different formats that we were trying. Um, We're testing and learning new content new processes, new formats. But I think this is the format. The format you're going to see today is going to be the format that you're going to see going on forward. So that's going to be every Wednesday night from 7 to 7.30, um, Facebook Live. So if you go to Facebook forward slash HR Talk Podcast, I don't know what that was. If you go to um, <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash HR Talk Podcast, and you'll be able to see um, the uh, the sessions live every Wednesday night from 7 to 7.30. They're only 30 minutes because uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time, right? Um, you got other things to do, but it's always good to have 30 minutes of quick hits, quick things, quick HR strategies, quick pointers that you can take to work the very next day. So that's something Dave, uh, intern Dave and I, he's going to stick to that name until his 90th day after he's done with probation. Um, so intern Dave and I are going to knock around some um, some um, uh, relevant HR questions, uh, Q&A from the audience as this grows. This is the first official one. Um, so as you can tell, um, it's uh, we're just settling, settling in, but as the show progressive and evolves, we start tweaking a few things here and there but without further delay this is the very first official facebook live event with intern dave and myself ricky bias check it out intern dave dave the intern dave the intern guess what we are live we are live sir so that said brother how are you man i'm doing pretty good yeah it's hump day Halfway, uh, over halfway through the week, just two more days to grind it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you work Monday to Friday, right? So if you work Monday to Friday, yes, yes. a couple of days to actually uh, to actually work that out. So, dude, uh, so this is the first official Facebook Live session uh, for uh, for intern Dave and just you and I, right? Um, this is one of the newer sessions that we're going to have on, uh, for the HR talk platform. And, you know, um, I know, um, the, we got a lot of feedback from the last show. Uh, a lot it of is. good feedback. I did, man. I, I, I really did. Actually, I was at Disrupt HR Daytona 2.0 last night, uh, which was in the land, right? Close to Daytona, but not 100% Daytona. And uh, I've got some feedback from some people who heard the show and how authentic it was, how raw it was. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, brother. I didn't know how people were going to take it, but you know I'm a big advocate. For being authentic, being being just 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 being transparent, because uh, people do respond to that. 
But we were a little bit vulnerable on that show. So I'm glad we did it. But I'm happy to hear that we are getting some good feedback on it. Uh, so, but yeah, so we got some, some, uh, some good feedback. Um, one of the people who I spoke to yesterday that gave me some good feedback, um, he's actually, we did an interview today, is uh, attorney Dave Miklas, um, who's a good friend of the show. He's an employment and labor law attorney. Um, he said he heard the show. Um, he loved it. He likes the new format. He likes what we're doing with the Facebook Live and the interview sessions, which we recorded today. He and I did a recording session uh, for the Friday chats. So let's talk about that real quick, Dave. So we started the show about three years ago, right? Just JC and I talking back and forth about the show and what we're doing about the show, right? Um, right. And I just didn't know it was going to get as big as it was, um, and it actually is, right? It, it, it's, it's getting pretty big. Um, so now um, we have this session that you and I are doing. We got the flagship show, which is on Sundays. And now um, JC is going to be doing some in-depth interviews. I'm going to be doing some in-depth interviews. And those are going to go live on Fridays. They're going to be called Friday Chats. The first one of those is with Dave Miklas, who uh, uh, he and I uh, recorded that today. Um, and uh, that's going to be published on Friday. I'm not going to tell you what we talked about, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely going to help a lot, of, a lot of HR people out there. But that's not what I want to talk about today, though. Um, honestly, today I got one topic I do want to talk about. But, okay. you know, this is what, your third time on the show ever? Or fourth time uh, ever? Fourth, fourth time. Fourth time all, uh, one time maybe two years ago. And yeah. then just, uh, yeah, this last couple of weeks or last few weeks. Yeah. So it'd be num- number, number four. Moving up the food chain from uh, guest to intern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I guess the intern. But the, this, uh, this is your third, no, second show officially as the intern, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to just count uh, the the two weeks, uh, there's the one where I didn't really say too much. Uh, there's just a couple things there. So okay. yeah. All right. Well, you know, it, it it it's it is what it is, right? It, it's uh, it, it it's I don't want to push too much on you, right? Because you know, it's uh, um, it's a brand new venture. It's not paid. It's no, it is not paid. Thank you for bringing that up, man. Yeah, I get it. I get that it's not paid. This is we do this out of the goodness of our hearts. <laughs> At least I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but one of the things that I really want the audience to know is who you are, right? So who Dave is, who is this Dave, the intern? Now, some of the people that, um, that know us, know JC and I for a long time, they know who you are, but most of the, of the ghosts, most of the guests or the, uh, or the listeners don't. So I don't know. I want to give the floor to you to see if you want to introduce yourself to see who you are. And, uh, I don't know, put out there, whatever you want to put out there about who intern Dave is. Sure. Uh, do you do you want me to go into uh, the the internship at all, or are we gonna save that for another day? Whatever you want to do, okay. it's up to you, bro. Yeah. So 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 the inter- We'll start with the internship. Mm-hmm. So the internship. Uh, to to be honest with everyone, um, Rick reached out to me a couple months ago uh, to me. be on the show, Ricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I I wasn't hundred percent sure because I've never done anything with a podcast other than be a guest. And, uh, you know, for those of you who know me know that when I commit to something, uh, I commit in earnest. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I didn't want to go down that road with, without really knowing what I was getting myself into. So, uh, Ricky and I were, were shooting, uh, some ideas around and trying to figure out what, what would work for, for everyone. 
And then just kind of organically, the internship popped up with that <laughs> idea. And, and so we're rolling with it. Um, so that's, uh, that's the day the intern, um, doing a internship to see if, uh, HR talk is for me and, and hopefully, uh, I'll like it and you guys will like it and, and we'll move forward with, uh, Wednesdays get some, some good scoop out there. Well, you are on probation, brother. So this is, uh, <laughs> so nah, I'm just playing, but no, look, so you and I, we met when we were in the Marine Corps, just how, how, how JC and I met. Um, but, uh, the, when we met, the things you, the thing you and I had in common is that we're both from Florida, right? You're from the St. Pete area. I'm from the Orlando area. Um, right. And then uh, we just kept in touch ever since. And th- there's something about the core. I mean, yeah, it's Army, Navy, Air Force. They got their own gr- groups. But something about the core that uh, these group of folks kind of stick together for a while. And look, we served, what, 25 years ago was uh, when we went through boot camp, 25, 26 years ago. It's a yeah, close, close yeah, yeah, to that, yeah, yeah. So it's five years ago. So um, yeah. Ooh. So um, it's been a while now that I said it. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah. So um, and and we kept in touch, and um, I know that you've been behind the scenes a little bit. I think didn't you at one time? Uh, you called into the show with JC and I. You was in Salt Lake City, and you was at a supermarket, and we asked you to find a random person to go ahead and uh, and and ask us a question. What did we ask? Was something about their paycheck or benefits? Just a random person. Did did those ever get put on a show at all? Yeah, or, they or did, did, man. Did they? they did. They did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. So so I was living in Salt Lake City, Utah at the mm-hmm. time, and uh, we were. I was interviewing um, people at this supermarket. It started with just the employees and asking about you know why they liked working at Smiths and what keeps them around. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly enough. Uh, Smith has some really good benefits. And so it was healthcare and, and those kinds of things. Um, and then that trans, uh, trans, uh, we moved into interviewing some, some people that were guests at the grocery store. I can't remember what we, we talked about uh, but, them. I'm going to be honest, brother. Neither do I. All I know that I was laughing so hard because I'm, I can't believe Dave just goes up to random strangers, start asking them about their benefits. And, and, and then again, I was thinking, well, that's Dave. If you dare him to do something, unfortunately he'll do it. Uh, so you gotta be careful what you dare him to do. Well, I don't know. That was back then. I don't know if you're still that way right now. Um, but I, I, I do remember back in the day, I'm like, just remember Ricky, never ever dare Dave to do something. Even if you think it's hilarious and somebody might get hurt, cause this guy will do it. Um, again, that was a long time ago. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, but you know what? It, it's a uh, it's the reason um, I I wanted to reach out to you. It's is uh, to be the intern is for that piece as well, right? Because you uh you like to talk to people, right? But I like to bring in a perspective from somebody who's got nothing to do with human resources, right? Um, you um you've got a lot of leadership experience both in the military because you are multi branch military uh, person. You was in the Marine Corps and where else? And uh, then I spent, so I, I spent eight years in, in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, part of that time was with, with you in, in JC. Mm-hmm. So the first four years I was in the Marines, I was in a artillery unit and also an infantry unit. And from there I um, moved and did some higher level t- telecommunication stuff. And uh, that kind of took me more around the world into some, some uh, not so nice places, but uh, it was a great experience. And, uh, after eight years, I decided it was time to get out and, and go to college. And so I was going to college and, uh, made my way out to Utah. And that's where I continued to, uh, um, 
my military career and mm-hmm. joined the Air Force Reserves. And so I ended up doing 13 additional years with uh, with the reserves. I could have sworn you did some time in the Navy. Didn't you do that for a little bit? No, that was my brother. My brother retired from the Navy. Because I remember thinking, man, just, just Dave, just do one more branch and you got all four. <laughs> right? Just do one more and just yeah. do all four and retire and then you're good. So now, so you did that in the... In, in, in the service, you've got some leadership experience under your belt as um, uh, as a veteran, but you also have some leadership experience um, as a civilian, right? Um, yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about today, uh, because this show is only only thirty minutes, I don't want it to go too long, right? We got twenty more minutes to go. One of the things I do want to talk about is um, I want to throw a a topic out there for you, right? And sure. I I want to hear from you. As a as a uh, somebody who has led people in the past, both in the civilian uh, area and the uh, military area, and um, this is something that a, that a friend of mine uh, put on Twitter. I'm not going to mention her name. Um, I did get permission to 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 talk about the the topic, but I honestly forgot uh, to ask if I could use her name. But for that matter, I'm not going to use it. So what I'm going to do, I took snippets of the of the Twitter um, uh, messages. I'm, I'm going to share them real quick. And um, once I share them, I'll, I'll, I'll read them out and just let me know what you think. Uh, hold on one second. Let me go ahead and I always have a hard time with this piece. It's okay, though. It's good. Here we go. All right. So here is the first part of that tweet. I didn't. Um, I took out her name, uh, but this is just a body of the tweet. Right. And let me see. Let me know if, if you can see it. Can you see it? I can see it. Perfect. All right. Good. So here's what it says. A friend of mine lost her aunt a couple of nights ago. She let her boss know, and all her boss could talk about was how my friend's loss was such an inconvenience for her, her being the boss. Then today, while my friend was planning the funeral, her boss called her and tells her that, now hold on, now i got to stop sharing, and then i got to go to the other one. i got to get better at this. This is going to be your job, Dave. So <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for the, the opportunity to screw it up. Absolutely. All right. And then her bereavement leave was denied unless she came in right at that moment and then she would approve it. Like what in the actual fuck? I mean, that's exactly what she wrote. Now my friend may get terminated because if the bereavement leave isn't approved, she'll hit her max allowed time off with its subject to termination. So at the end of the day, Dave, what we have here is we, we got a situation where we have an associate that works for a specific organization um, and her aunt passed away, right? Now, I do know that most bereavement policies, um, they, they, they go deep into identifying what is an immediate um, a family member and what is a family member that's outside the, uh, the, the immediate family. Obviously, that's not this situation here, but what really hits me here is the, I guess, the tone deaf type of, of response that the boss hit and then the boss requiring the associate to come in on the day of the funeral to, I guess, provide documentation to then have the bereavement leave approved. Now, from your perspective, I know you was a, uh, um, um, a leader back in, in another organization. Um, have you ever had a situation where an employee came to you to let you know that a family member passed away? I've, I've had to deal with bereavement leave uh, quite a bit. And, um, just for the viewers. So I was a a manager at a ski resort in, in Utah for a while before I joined the current corporation that I'm in. And I'm not trying to, uh, 
have a lack of honesty, but you know, I can't really divulge the name of that corporation no, yeah, um, that's cool. just because, uh, just because it, it could cause some, some issues yep. and I have to be careful with, with what I say, Understood. um, to not violate some, some rules that the corporation has. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if I'm being generic, it's not that I'm trying to be dishonest. It's, it's that I just have to be careful with, with what I say. I get so it. That being, that being said, um, for part of that, I've been with the current, uh, corporation for 11 and a half years and about four, four and a half years of that was in management and seeing a message like that, actually, it, it makes me sick to my stomach because as managers and as leaders, really what our job should be is to help our employees. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be, um, we're supposed to be able to remove as many roadblocks for them as they can so they can do the best job possible. doesn't matter if that's directly with the public or if it's background, um, making sure that the mission is done. Um, but whatever it is, we should be helping them out to, yeah. to remove roadblocks, not not create additional ones. And so go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just I'm just I'm sighing. You're good. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so, so that, I mean, that's like that, that situation is a complete opposite of, of what, what I would think somebody should do. Um, you know, I pulled up the actual information in for bereavement leave with my corporation and I'll read it real quick. And it says upon request subject to any documentation, documentation requirements, leave approving officials shall, shall approve up to five days of annual leave sick leave and or LWAP for employees to mourn the death of the following family members, Mm. spouse, children, including adopted and stepchildren, parents, including stepparents, siblings, including stepbrother, sister, or any individual related by affinity, i.e. whose associations with the employee is is the equivalent to one of the family relationships identified Mm. above. Okay. Now, I, I know some people would be more strict than others uh, with that policy as far as, hey, it doesn't say that it's a mother or father. In that affinity section right there, um, I was really lax with that because, you know, who's to say that you didn't live with your uncle for a few years and your yeah. uncle is like a father to you. And so that is the affinity right there. Um, so I, I wasn't really strict with with who it was for. Um, you know, I would, I would grant it because I was there. I, I need to be there for, for my employees, not, not trying to make it harder on them. So, so thank you for bringing up the, the policy because I've, I've written countless, countless of bereavement policies for both, um, my, my previous employers and a, a lot of clients, right? And the one, now obviously I will do what the client asks. The one thing that I see lacking in bereavement policy, in bereavement policies that I I implore my business partners and clients to put in there, is yes, make sure you you make a distinction on what is immediate and extended family, but there is absolutely nothing in there talking about empathy, nothing at all about compassion, and how their manager should execute that policy, right? In this particular scenario, the, it, it it's to me was like really cold. Right. Um, in, because that manager, when, when, when this associate was explaining what happened and the manager was trying to relate saying how that person's friend's, um, uh, a death was an inconvenience. I mean, I, I, I would have to assume what they were doing 
is trying to uh, to to I guess um, open up and have a connection. But to me, it just came off as cold and making it all about them instead of just saying being being empathetic and being compassionate and just giving that associate a reasonable amount of time to actually agree because everybody agrees yeah. differently. You know this, I know this. Um, everybody agrees differently. But let me ask you a question because uh, you 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 just said that you didn't apply that. You didn't necessarily. I mean, I don't want to say it this way. Follow who is extended family or not. Have you ever had a situation where you've approved it for somebody that wasn't covered in the policy and then somebody else found out about it in a different unit and they got denied and they came back to you about it or no? About being uh, unfair? I, I've never gotten in trouble for it. And it's because of that affinity section yeah. right there. I, you know, what are we going to dig into, you know, how long somebody lived with someone or, or what a relative... Yeah means to another person now if it was like a third removed cousin kind of deal then then that's something different but you know usually you know people are gonna tell you hey my my father died my uncle died um and that's all i needed to know and if it knowing the regulations um i kind of already knew which route i could go with it and uh see how i could help out the employee and and the one thing i take it a little further is with their leave because it says clearly they can take annual leave, sick leave, or leave without pay. Mm. And we all know that there's people that save their leave and continue to save their leave. And then there's people that like to earn and burn. And for my employees that like to earn and burn their leave, um, you know, I, I, I would suggest, you know, hey, if you can swing it, it might behoove you to take LWAP versus your annual leave or your sick leave. Sometimes they'd kind of give me a look and then I would explain. And so I would explain to them that, you know, I'm more than happy to approve any type of of leave for the bereavement. Um, But what I would hate to see is two weeks down the road, they end up being sick and they need to use sick leave and they don't have any left because they already used the little bit that they had. And when I explained it to them like that, they they seem to be more appreciative Mm. that, hey, not only am I looking out for them, in their moment of, um, you know, of crisis that I'm also trying to look down the road to make sure that, that they're good to go, you know, weeks down the road as well. Um, and for the people who don't know, I'm assuming LWAP means leave without pay. Yes. Got it. Okay. All right. So at least, at least those options are there. Right. Um, but, but you see, so I'm glad you see the, the compassion piece to it. Right. So let me ask you this. So what if you get somebody that comes in and they said, hey, Dave, my dad passed away. You know what? So you have that, that conversation. You, you try to provide as much support as possible. Um, you read the person, right? Because some people want a lot of support. Some people don't. So you got to be careful in, 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 in the boundaries that are set from a human perspective, right? And then you approve that leave. And then a year later, that person comes to you again. They forgot they told you their dad died. And they tell you again, hey, I need leave. My dad died. And then a year later, hey, I need leave. My dad died. So next thing you know, you're like, something's wrong here, right? Have you ever had that happen? And if so, how did you handle it? And if you haven't had it, imagine it happened right now. How would you handle that? Yeah, I have not had a, a situation like that. I've had some other uh, uh, other situations that we can go into uh, another evening that are quite interesting on mm-hmm. what employees said they were doing in it. And the evidence uh, was quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I, I, the second time I probably wouldn't say anything. Um, I wouldn't say anything at all because you know, the the different family units that we have nowadays. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they've had two stepdads and a, and yep. a biological dad. Um, maybe on the third round, I'd start. You know, I, I'd start uh, wondering about it. But you know, I probably wouldn't wouldn't question uh, at least the first two times. I I wouldn't question it. So maybe maybe the third time I would I would still approve it, and then afterwards I might then have a conversation with them. Well, you know, this is the mistake some companies do, right? Is that because of situations like that, they instead of addressing it directly, what they do is is they call someone like me and say, "Hey, I want you to I want you to write a policy really specific about bereavement leave, what people can and can't do." Now, um, when, when somebody comes to me and asks me to write a policy for them, um, obviously, I, I need to start digging in because the best way for me to write a really good policy that fits into their organization and their culture, because I'm not just going to take a policy from one organization and apply it to another. I get, that's, that's, that's cookie cutting, and, and that's not what I do. I like to build policies that are built specifically for the culture of that organization. So in order for me to get that picture, I start asking a gazillion questions about why do you need this policy? What have you done before? You know, it's all these questions about it. So the last few times they have asked me to write a policy to be more specific than what it currently is because of that issue. There's a lot of people out there who do lie, unfortunately. Um, And Dave, I, I try to sway them away from writing a more detailed policy. And the reason I do that is because what they're doing at that point, they're not liking what's happening with this one employee. This one employee is not being honest, um, and they want to change the policy for the entire organization because of what they're experiencing with that one associate, with that one employee, right? So that's not fair. If you got 500 employees and you got one that's just an a-hole, lies all the time, and it's just not fair, for the rest, for all the other 499 associates to feel the wrath of this more detailed, more specific, more restrictive policy just because the manager didn't want to deal with this one person. So what I tell the, these, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the clients is, let me help, instead of me writing this for you, keep it just the way it is, and let me help you address the situation with that one person. Because yes, that one person may get mad and maybe you're not too too keen in having those heart to heart conversations. And look, it, it's I know I know you're you you've you've been on the show for a little bit, but uh for the longest time I've been saying you need two things to be a leader. You need a backbone and people skills. And if you don't have that backbone to have those conversations, you may need to reassess your position as a leader in that organization, right? Um or leave being a leader or just grow a backbone and learn how to talk to people. Right. Uh, right. So that, but, but that compassion piece um, is missing in a lot of organizations. And, and with this tweet that I saw, which it, it really did get to me, I replied back just saying, wow, right. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to post a knee jerk reaction and, and write four or five pages worth on, on what I think, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to take away from what's happening with just me throwing stuff out there. Uh, but I, I did ask her, can I talk about it? Because that's something that's, that's near and dear to my heart, um, especially with that compassion piece. So um, if you were to train new up-and-coming leaders on how to handle this in the future, 
Um, what are the three key things that you would give those 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 new up and coming leaders on how to treat a situation with bereavement leave? I, I think some of the things that you bring up are, are indicative of a of a bigger problem. You know, if 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 we're not addressing um, the managers and and the the leaders that we have within a corporation. And there, some of the, uh, some of these leaders have an inability to talk with people um, on a on a positive level. They, you know, don't have those people skills. Yeah. Um, how are they? How are they going to deal with bereavement leave? I mean, death is uncomfortable to talk to uh, talk about uh, to begin with. But then, if you don't have those uh, communication skills as a, as a manager and a leader, how on earth are you going to be able to talk about bereavement leave? Cause it's uncomfortable. That tweet, I thought it was going a totally different direction. I thought the, the manager was going to talk about how, you know, one of their relatives or someone they knew had just recently passed away uh, in a way of trying to empathize. And then obviously that tweet went a totally different way. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine just you're at a funeral and your manager says, get over here right now so we can hash this out. Guys, that can wait. That can, Even all. if you think the person is lying, which this is not the case, but even if it was an extreme situation when, when the person is lying, being a human being overshadows anything else that's happening. The compassion piece, the empathy, over, it, 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 it should overpower anything else that's happening out there. So even if you think that's the case, Wait until after the funeral, then have that conversation, right? Um, but 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 to do that in there, just in that manner, it's just it's just being a crappy leader and a crappy boss. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up, um, especially now. There's with this pandemic and so much happening, everybody's stress levels are high, and uh, more and more people are 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 being affected by the pandemic. And when you're working from home. And a lot of managers think that uh, that the associates get it easy when they're working from home, not knowing they're dealing with other family issues. So other ill family members, the the children being at home, it's just it's a lot of pressure. So that empathy and that compassion piece, it's uh, it's it's more crucial now more than ever before. It's always important, but now, especially now. Right. Um, And that leads into mental health awareness and a lot of other things that these managers need to be aware of and aware of. And that's what it means to be a leader. Right. So we talked about being compassionate, being empathetic and just being an overall good human being. I mean, anything else that you want to add to that, Dave? Imagine the workplace. If those were like three things that uh, were ingrained in the culture. Yeah, I, I think I think workplaces would be a lot more productive and, and people um, you'd have a lot less turnover as well because uh, people would feel appreciative. Uh, mm. they'd, they'd feel wanted. They'd feel you know needed um, uh, and, and they'd want to stay yeah. you know, even longer than they, they do. You know, back in the day uh, when our parents were younger, you know, it would it wouldn't be unheard of to for somebody to, to be at a corporation for 30, 40 years. And now. <laughs> How 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 long do people stay uh, with with one business anymore? It, it, you're right, you know. And uh, uh, when I was a recruiter, and I used to sift through a bunch of resumes, I used to know who was a millennial and who was a uh, a Gen X or a baby boomer based based on their resume. Because if I see a resume, somebody has got thirty or forty years of experience, and their resume is one to two pages, baby boomer. 
um, or if they got five or 10 years of experience and they have like four or five pages on a resume, which right now that's common, believe it or not. 10 years ago, now people would have more questions, but now it's pretty common. People jump left and right. And I'm like, ah, millennial or whatever it is these days. I hate putting labels on people, man. You know that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, um, it, it's when you come from an organization where um, you've been around for 30 years in that organization, then as a leader or as a culture, they're doing something right. And they're doing something to the point that the associate gets offered 20 grand more a year to go somewhere else, but they stick around because they find the culture here is just that much more valuable. And folks, that that's what this show is all about. That's what HR talk is about. That's what Biasco learning is about. And that's what these sessions are about. It's how to how to be that effective leader. I mean, yes, it's about HR, right? But the leadership aspect is there. And if the leadership aspect is there, you have to, yes, move the needle from A to B. You obviously have to focus on the bottom line, especially if you're working for a for-profit organization. But people tend to forget about the human aspect, and that's what I want to bring back. Um, so that's what I want to bring to this show. Um, so with that said, I want to recap again, compassion, empathy, and just being an overall human being. If you can't do any of those things, man, go, go get some training, <laughs> listen to the show. Um, and if you don't want to do any of those things, you just find something else to do. Um, okay. Now with that said, before we close, I do want to get some shout outs because we do have some participants, um, on the, uh, on the page. We got Amanda Brunson, Tracy Ball, Nudie Ehlers, Nudie, haven't heard from you in a while. She's over in the Gainesville area and Jason Bazan. Uh, thank you for joining us. I really do appreciate it. You're going to see these every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and be ready come with questions uh, uh, Dave and I are going to talk about whatever relevant topic is happening those days and keep your eyes open also for the Friday chats the first one is this Friday with uh, employment and labor law attorney um, uh, David Miklas and then we'll have a flagship show on Sunday with JC the whole crew is going to be here and then we'll be right back again next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, Dave any last words you want to drop on everybody sure just want to uh, thank everybody for joining that's out there in Facebook land. And if you guys have any suggestions or things that are on your mind, please let us know if you've got any, uh, any uh, positive or negative feedback, uh, please give it to us. We want to hear it. And uh, you know, we want to learn and grow and, and be better. So please share those thoughts and uh, thoughts and feelings with us. Absolutely. Um, we're going to have a, an, an intro song next week. I promise. Uh, this is the first one that we're doing, uh, trying to get the kinks out, but we'll get there. All right, folks, thank you very much. Have a good one, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Take care, everybody.